0: Hey there, it's your career insider Cindy Thomas. Welcome to season three of the Insider's Career Club podcast, where industry professionals share the inside I've got that in air quotes scoop on their careers. Listeners know that I'm an HR career professional who's been in TA for over 25 years. But did you also know that I coach clients and help them plan and grow their careers, manage career transitions, help refine your interviewing skills, or I can help you work on a job search strategy. Now, have you been passed over for a promotion or a raise? Maybe you're frustrated because you're interviewing, but not getting the job offer. If that's happened to you, let me help you get back on track. Sign up for a free coaching call today with me at InsidersCareerClub.com. Remember, it's possible for you to have a great and a fulfilling career. Let's get you the career you deserve. Now, don't go anywhere. Up next is a great podcast. Stay tuned. Hey there, insiders. It's Cindy Thomas, your career insider. And this week's guest is Angela Marooney, who's a retired dentist turned personal branding expert. She built a referral-based niche dental practice that allowed her to do the dentistry that she loved on clients that she loved while earning more and working less. Now she had it all until she didn't. Overnight, she lost everything after she sustained a career-ending injury that ended her ability to drill. She started to spiral and was unsure of what her future held. She had two options. A, she could keep her practice even though she wouldn't be able to drill again. Or B, she could sell her practice and find a new path. She went with B. Let's bring Angela in now and hear how she pivoted into building a new, successful career path. Angela, thank you so much for joining us today on the Insiders Career Club podcast. Thanks for having me, Cindy. I am so looking forward to our conversation. We've waited a long time for this. Before we start
1: into the meat of things, tell us a little about yourself. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I'm Canadian. My dad was an RCMP, so a Mountie. So that means we, I grew up all over Canada because his generation of police officer was transferred a lot, settling in Saskatchewan and did my dental school there, spent a year of practice there, and then moved to Alberta, Calgary specifically. Interesting. Did you come from a big family? I did not. It was me and my brother. Oh, well, that's better than just
0: you. You know, yeah. I feel a little sorry for my niece sometimes. She's an only child. <laughs> so it gives you a different perspective on life to have a sibling. So you were a practicing dentist who had a career ending injury. What did the shock of this sudden and drastic change do to you on a personal level?
1: Sent me into a total tailspin because my whole identity, which I hadn't realized, was completely hinged on being a dentist. I'd wanted to be a dentist since I was two. And then at 32, it was gone. Mm-hmm. And I had really wow. no idea who I was, what I was supposed to do, how I was supposed to contribute to the world because the past 30 years had all been about Angela is going to be a dentist or she is a dentist or she, you know, she's created this practice in the industry. So trying to figure out who I was supposed to be took a really long time
0: yes I can imagine and I know over the years when I you know lost jobs either because of downsizing or whatever it really takes a toll on you when you've been doing something for a while and you've been in that mindset for so long that you really become what you do Mm -hmm. and when you do that you kind of lose a bit of yourself so when you got that shock. To be able to come back from that takes a lot, so I commend you for that. What made you decide to get into the personal branding piece of things and become an expert?
1: It is actually something I've been doing since I was a teenager, and I didn't even realize I was doing it, so (laughs) let me So my dental practice, the brand was around me. I catered Mm -hmm. to people who were free to the dentist. So when I could no longer practice and try to push my patients to an associate who could help them, they didn't want to see anyone but me. And Mm. then after I sold my dental practice, I built my professional dance company, which was still surrounded around my personal brand. I built my dental coaching company around me. So again, another personal brand. And that one is what actually led me into personal branding specifically because to get my dental coaching company noticed, I took to LinkedIn and started talking Mm. about what I knew about branding and passion and finding your niche in your industry. And suddenly I went from 200 to 12,000 industry followers and then people started coming to me saying, how did you do that? And can you help me to do that? And most of that was actually outside of the dental industry, which was surprising that people were watching me, even though they weren't part of where I had come from.
0: Yeah, I bet. So we hear a lot about branding today. Let's go back to basics. Would you break down for the listeners, what
1: is personal branding? So really everything that you do is part of your personal brand. You have a personal brand, whether you have put effort into it or not. So. <laughs> one of the easiest and probably most uncomfortable ways to think about it is you are what people say you are when you're not in the room. So if you have put time into cultivating how you want to be perceived, what you want to be known for, the skills that you want people to think you're masterful at, then likely when you're not in the room, they're talking about the right stuff. To chance, you have no idea how you're going to be perceived. You have no idea what is the story that people are going to be telling about you. So when you're looking at building your personal brand online, what you're trying to do is showcase what you want to be known for. And you have a huge opportunity to put out there whatever you want. Social media has given us amazing platforms to market ourselves. And we can do it for good. We can do it for bad. We can leave it again up to chance, or we can actually be really intentional with how we're building it.
0: That's very true. And for some of us that really aren't into all the different social platforms as much as some people are, like young people are very much into the social platforms. It's a switch in your head that you've got to think about utilizing that. Uh Let's talk about how personal branding has become an essential marketing tool for everyone.
1: Well, No matter what you're doing, whether you are looking to get a job or you're looking to get hired for a contract or you're trying to get clients to buy from you, people are going to be going online and creeping on you. So they're going to go and check, you know, your online presence, which if someone googles your name, if you have done a good job with LinkedIn, your LinkedIn profile is probably going to come up fast and high on the rankings. Maybe your YouTube will. Maybe there's past accolades that were acknowledged online for you that are going to come up. But people are going to go in and start digging into who you are and what you're really about. Because people don't trust that, you know, a five minute or a 20 minute conversation is the real you. They want to see a legacy of content that showcases who you really are. They also want to see you developing over time. So if you're only putting out perfect content, like you have a website that has perfect pictures, perfect video, perfect copywriting, they're not likely to believe that. But when they see social media and they see that you have been showing up regularly, you're interacting, you're adding thoughts to the industry, showcasing what you think about things, and you are coming up with stuff that is original to you and also helpful for people, that's where your personal brand really works in your favor.
0: Hmm, Interesting. Okay. So a lot of people may have a, a LinkedIn, especially business people, they'll have a LinkedIn profile how can they make that LinkedIn profile more powerful for them that will speak more to their personal brand? And how can they also expand that media presence? Is Instagram better? Is Facebook better? I mean, there's a ton of places they can go. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: So a lot of times people especially on your little subtitle, they'll put maybe their degree or, you know, their position in a company. So you Mm -hmm. see CEO or you see coach or you see BSC. That doesn't really tell me anything about you. And when someone is scanning through profiles, that subtitle underneath your name is going to get people to either take action to click on you or to pass you over. And so you need to put something in there that is descriptive of what you do. With my clients, I give them a title as the blah, blah, blah in their industry. My title is the arsonist. So there's two ways to use titles. You can use it to tell them exactly what you do, or you can use it to create intrigue. So for my clients, like if I put something like the Women in Tech Accelerator, that tells what they do. With mine, mine is the intrigue one, the arsonist. Mm -hmm. So I want them to read more because the arsonist sounds really weird on a professional. It does. And I have to look it up, Angela. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So there's a reason why I did that is because it makes people keep reading. So it depends on who your target audience is, if there's someone who will do well with intrigue or if they're, they need to be hit over the head with what you actually are. Mm, okay. Next part you can really strengthen is your about section. Now, most people put, I have a proven track record or they put she or he has a proven track record of blah, blah, blah. Okay, everybody else has that. So don't do that because then you sound again like everybody else. If you don't stand out from the crowd, you're going to get passed over. Use that section. You get 2,600 characters, tell your story. Get people Mm -hmm. going down the rabbit hole of why you're doing what you're doing, where you came from and where you're trying to go. How are you trying to leave your mark on this world? What legacy are you trying to create? That's what your about section is before. It is not the introduction letter to your resume, which is what how most people are using it. You can do the resume part of it in your experience Mm -hmm. section you have, again, another 2,600 characters to develop out every single position that you have ever worked in. That's where you can put more your resume point forms as to what you did in a company, what you accomplished, how you made a difference. But those first two things I talked about, so your subtitle, as well as your about section are the things that are going to get people to keep scrolling through or pass you over when it comes to your your profile. Okay.
0: All right. Thanks for that. Let's switch over to talk about thought leadership. How do you, I guess, build your brand and make yourself a thought leader in whatever industry you're in?
1: So the title thought leader is really scary to a lot of people because they think they have to be, you know, the Simon Sinek of their industry. Thought leadership comes from putting out there what you actually think. So you may have a different spin on the subject matter of your industry, and that can make you a thought leader you can have something that's very unique that you do in the industry that can make you a thought leader. What makes a thought leader though, is someone who is willing to step forth and share their knowledge and share their ideas. And what I recommend is that you, you are generous with that. Don't be afraid to share your knowledge. Don't be afraid to share your best things, the things that people pay you the big bucks for on your content, because that is what you need to be showcasing. You know, the old tactic, and I've seen professional speakers do this where you know they're dangling the carrot and it's like oh we're going to learn about this but i'm not actually going to tell you anything by the time we're done you're going to have a really good time and you're going to feel like you went on this journey but you left with nothing that is not how you want to build your content you want to give them brass tacks things that they can use for themselves that makes them go, oh yeah, that was really cool. That actually worked. And they want to come back and consume more content. If you're just dangling a carrot and you never give them anything of value, you're not not likely to have an audience returning to engage with what you're putting out there because really you're putting nothing out there.
0: Mm -hmm. And they don't really have, they think about thinking, well, what did I learn? I kind of wasted my time. Or maybe they don't even stay for the whole thing. Yes. How does understanding your brand archetype build a foundation for everything that you do. And can you also talk about the different types of brand archetypes so listeners will understand what you mean?
1: Sure. So brand archetypes, archetypes in general are ways that we operate in the world. So there's 12 main ones and the system that I use, there's actually five sub archetypes for each of those 12. So there's 60 that I play with in total, but within Mm -hmm. the 12 top ones, really it's, how you think about the world. It's how you naturally interact. It's how you interpret things. And when people understand what their archetype is, it gives them permission to actually be who they are. Because most people are really self-conscious about who they are. They're not comfortable with the concept that they are different, or they're the same as a lot of people, or, you know, they're completely outside the box. That makes them uncomfortable. And if you're going to be stepping forth and creating a personal brand, you have to be who you are. What I find is once someone understands their brand archetype, they're okay taking the match and burning down all these barriers that they held up because they thought they weren't good enough or they were too weird. And they start to understand, you know what, they're not the only person out there like that, but they have a unique combination of skills that make them awesome. There's great parts to their archetype and there's really dark parts of their archetype. And sometimes it's good to pull on the dark and sometimes it's good to pull on the light. But when you have a fundamental understanding of who you are, how you contribute to the world, how you think, then it makes everything that you do moving forward easier as well because you go, okay, I'm stuck. I have no idea how I'm going to do this presentation. I know no idea how I'm going to create this content or create the speech. And then you go, okay, my archetype is this. How would my archetype do this? So if I was to look at a character who had that archetype, how would they operate in the world to help me to finish this project? It gives people really a good toolkit that is inherent to them. It's already, they're not learning anything new, but they're starting to understand what are the tools that naturally came in the package of them when they Mm. came into the world and how can they use those best to help themselves.
0: Can you give us an example of what one archetype is and kind of carry it through for us?
1: Sure. So my main archetype is rebel. For me, my way of operating the world is really holding up a mirror to the world and saying, how's this looking to you? Is this working for you? No? Okay, let's light some dynamite and blow that up and try again. Rebels are very good at going against the grain. They don't care what people think about them. They don't care if things have always been done a certain way. If it's not working, they go... Why would we keep doing that? That is insane. And so they will find a new way. Whereas someone who is, say, a sage, they are looking at, you know, okay, they're a little bit more slow and steady. They're going to go and dig into the research so that they don't make any mistakes. They will not blow things up unless they have all the research to show that this is absolutely the best decision. So the rebel is like the tortoise and the sage is like the hare. They're both going to create change in the world, but they do it very, very differently. Mm. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Can you
0: explain the concept of niche market and what makes niching essential for your personal brand?
1: Most people do not want to work with a Jack or Jill of all trades. Someone who is just kind of meh at everything. They want someone who is excellent at what they do. And if you are trying to be like, well, I, if you ask me to do that, I can figure it out. Oh, you asked me to do that. I can figure that out. That is being a Jack or Jill of all trades. And yes, you may be able to keep someone entertained and working with you for a while, but eventually they go, you know what? I really want a specialist for this problem. People are seeking more and more specialists all the time because they want someone who is passionate, who is masterful at what they do. And when you are able to limit your focus and say, this is all I do day in and day out, then people go, oh, okay, you're the expert. If you're like, well, I do these 10 things day in and day out, they kind of go, and I don't know if you're really good at any of this stuff because most people can't be good at too many things. Mm -hmm. So when you are actually niched and you stick your flag in the dirt and say, you know, this is what I do. And you say only yes to things that fit within that category. And you say no to everything else, which is terrifying because it feels like you're leaving money on the table. That's where you really start to be seen as that expert. And why a lot of people are really afraid to niche is because they are afraid of leaving money on the table. You know, they're afraid that if I don't use every crayon in my box, then mm-hmm. I'm going to start, or I'm not going to be able to work with enough clients. Once you actually niche and you become known in your marketplace for what you were really, really good at, you are going to have people lined up out the door to work with you because you are that masterful specialist. You are not that jack of all trades. And you become more trustworthy in the marketplace because you are niche versus trying to be everything to everybody.
0: And people are really clear then about what you're doing too.
1: Exactly. And if you're trying to market yourself, if you are not easy to understand to the marketplace, people are going to move on to the next thing. If you are very clear in what you do and what you love and what you are masterful at, then people want to come to you. Cause they're like, Oh, I get it. This person does this and they solve this problem. Sweet. That's exactly what I need.
0: Great. Great.
1: So tell us why
0: this has become your profession of choice and why it's fulfilling to you.
1: I decided to move to Nicaragua in January, 2021. And I had recently just sold my dance company, had a professional dance company. Mm -hmm. And then I still had my dental coaching company and I had a full scope marketing company called Unleashing Influence. And I had 14 full-time team members. And I moved to paradise and realized I was spending a hundred hours a week, still working, staring at a white wall instead of actually being outside in paradise. Mm -hmm. And I realized I had created a monster that I hated. I looked at the brands that I developed since I'd been a dentist. So I developed Unleashed Dance Company, I developed Unleashing Influence, and I developed Unleashing Dentistry's Potential. And I wrote out all the skills that I used in each of those companies and went, okay, I really like all these companies, but I'm spread too thin. I can't do this. So I took the best of everything from each of those companies and pulled them into Unleashing Influence and sold off all the other brands. Really hone in on what I did best. So I Mm -hmm. sold off the eight part of unleashing influence. And now all I do is personal branding. I work through masterminds. So I take people through a 90 day pivot to get them launched into the world with their personal brand and really a business in a box. But I'm able to pull in my dance background because I teach them how to use their physical body on camera and on stage. I get to use my business background from dentistry because I'm building out their funnels. I'm building out automations. I'm helping them build out their business so that they can take this pivot and actually thrive and replace and scale their income from what they were doing before. And then I also take the social media side of things using LinkedIn from what was the, the social media agency. And I teach them that as their platform of choice to build their personal brand. So I have been able to pull the best of everything that I love, package it into something that is very understandable to the market and take that to the movement.
0: Very interesting and very wise on your part. To be able to see that, yes, you were very successful. You built up these different businesses, but then your businesses basically were running you because you had no time, right? For your yes. for your life to enjoy what you were doing. Very yes. smart. And I think that a lot of people can't, they don't do that. They don't realize how they've made the switch off to be doing something that they're not enjoying and they feel trapped. And they don't Mm -hmm. know how to get out of it. Mm -hmm. Agreed. If someone wanted to learn more about you, Angela, where would you suggest that they go to learn more?
1: If you want to see how I live and breathe what I teach, going on LinkedIn would be the best place. And it's Dr. Angela Rooney. Or you can check out my website, which is unleashinginfluence.com.
0: Wonderful. You talked a little bit about how you work with your clients. Is there more that
1: you'd like to share about that? Well. The way that I work with clients, I run masterminds every quarter, three a year. So I do one in January. I do one either in April or May to start. And then I do one in September. Mm. And with that, as I mentioned, you get a business in a box. So I'm teaching you how to build content, how to build your personal brand, how to leverage LinkedIn, how to hunt, how to actually do sales properly, as well as create an offer that is going to sell in the marketplace. So most people who are coming to me are coming from... A corporate position. Mm -hmm. And so they want to pivot to the legacy that they want to leave in their marketplace and replace that income that was really safe in corporate and also be able to scale that by working less hours. So when they come in, there's a whole bunch of new skill sets that they have to learn because working for someone else versus 100% working for you and selling yourself and selling your knowledge is a very different ballgame. So it is a very intense But the results that people get with their investment in the program, they come out a completely different person. They're very confident. They know what they want to do in this world, and they are able to go there and fulfill that. Great.
0: Sounds wonderful. Well, it has been my pleasure to speak with you today. I'm just really pleased we were able to pull it off today.
1: Yes. Thanks for your time, Cindy. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much, Angela. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. And your support's a blessing. If you enjoyed the podcast, give us a positive rating on Apple. It will help our podcast ranking on all the major sites like Apple, Google, Spotify, etc. We release new podcasts every two weeks on the first and third Wednesdays. Now your support is needed. Keep listening and share these career-changing podcasts with your friends, your family, your co-workers, and anyone else you feel it will bless. In addition to the major sites, they can also find these podcasts on my website at insiderscareerclub.com. Now, if you're not happy with your career, let me help you. I can help you get your career on track. Sign up for a free coaching call with me today. Before you go, Let's speak victory over you. You have a bright future. Good breaks are looking for you. And new doors are about to swing wide open with opportunity. Believe it. Until next time, take care.